Welcome to episode 19 of the Parent Driven Development Podcast. I'm Andy, and I'm here with my friend, Mandy. Hi, I'm Mandy, and I'm here with my friend, Allison. Hi, I'm Allison. I'm here with my friend, Josh. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm literally here with my friend, Kewu. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kewu, and I'm here with my friend, Jonan. I'm Jonan, and I'm here with my friend, Jonan. <laughs> because I was at the end of the line, I'm not sure who I would introduce. But I am Jonan Scheffler, and I am a rare guest on this podcast, but I was invited to speak about some things, presumably because I have children, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you for coming. Yeah, we are recording live from RubyCom, so it's an exciting opportunity for us to be together in person, I'm chatting about being adults, like real people without <laughs> our children. You're not a real adult. <laughs> the, the things that we have, the freedom, energy, excitement, I don't know, to do when we're not... <laughs> or the opposite of those. When we aren't chasing children or thinking about all the things that we need to do for them. Uh, I wanted to ask everyone a little bit about, so I feel like when I'm away from my family, the first thing everyone else always says, like, oh, this must be so great because, like, you really get to, like, catch up on sleep. Like, how's that been going for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have flown, uh, it was a 12-hour flight from London to L.A., and I woke up on the morning of my talk on Tuesday at 3 a.m. Mm. I did the thing where you're 2.30, you, you wake up and you sort of go, no, no, it's cool, I can style this out. I'm just going to stay very, very still, <laughs> and then I'm going to do, like, some breathing things. And then at 3 a.m., my body goes, bye-bye. Hey, you want to look at your slides? Do you want to look at your slides? That would be amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was up at three and then five and now I've just like, I'm now I'm leaning into it. So I'm just going to try and stay somewhere over New York time zone wise before I go back tomorrow night. Conferences are a lot of things, but they are not a great opportunity for catching up on sleep. I, they're not a vacation either. I was just thinking that, I don't know about you all, but I'm working to catch up with old friends and make new contacts. And it's it's not a vacation. I'm not like poolside sipping on my ties. Like I'm, I mean, it's close. But like. <laughs> to be fair, the pool is underground in this hotel. Right, so it's, right. not, it's not like a Mai Tai kind of pool. But I think a lot of people think when like, oh, you're away from your kids, they just equate that with you must be on vacation. Whereas like you're either at a conference and or work and conferences are work. I tend to get really irresponsible and I'm like I want to drop off in the morning I'm gonna stay up really late and then the alarm rings and I'm like I still can't sleep until whenever I want mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I do find that I am more rested though because I still have like, an under one year old so I'm still at like one to three wake ups a night mm-hmm. yeah ideally Usually it's one, but sometimes it's more and so even if I do go to bed late and still have to wake up early it's still all night sleep. You could sleep so for exciting. four hours at a stretch even. Yes. <laughs> so luxurious. Live the freaking dream. Yeah. I know for me, I mean, my daughter's nine. So like at home, it's it's just me and her all the time. Me and her. Me and her. <laughs> me and her. And seven cats. <laughs> and, and and I don't. I'm not getting woke up at five in the morning by seven cats saying, "Feed me, feed me." You think it's the child sometimes? No, it's the cats. I'm just like, okay, I get to go out, and I'm like, woo. Drinks and drinks. And <laughs> it's hard. There's a lot of free alcohol, and there's a lot of fun people, and we don't get to see each other very yeah. often. Yeah. I am shocked by how close I am with members of the Ruby community. Mm-hmm. I see people sometimes once a year or once every other year mm-hmm. at this Ruby conference, and I pick them up and hug them and spin them around in the air because I love them <laughs> so much. And it is a strange phenomenon that exists, but yeah. 
we are bound by so many things that we have in common and so many shared experiences. We have these conferences. It's very easy to make close friends and you want to spend time with them. On top of that, the work piece comes in. It's very yes. complicated to make time for yourself. Well, and that's the hard part is so I feel like I am spending all sorts of spousal points while being mm. here. Spouse right? points, yes. Like, yeah. Spousal because, points. Yes, especially today. I got a text this morning that my son's preschool was closing early because it rain snowed in D.C. <laughs> and so everything is closing. So I know that I was like, oh, even more points are being spent literally as we speak because there's an early closing from preschool. And my partner, I think that he sort of understands that it's work, but he also sees the parties and the stuff I bring home and the karaoke. And so he's, yeah... Yeah. That must have been real hard. Yeah. That was my job. I'm like, but look, I brought you some socks. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> the socks. Yeah. They're Argyle. Um, you send a picture and it's like, yeah, this is the room I'm speaking in. It's got two chandeliers, just like I had on my rider. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a tough, tough day. That is the point. Most of us around the table have done a talk, right? Yeah. So, like, there is an element of stress. And- Thank you. <laughs> hey, I didn't either. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's like, a, I mean, I was fortunate I was early in the week so early in the in, in the three days so like you get it done and then I can actually relax if I haven't finished my talk I actually had to during this conference request that I be able to speak the first day because I will work on the project and the slides mm-hmm. until minutes before I go on stage sometimes minutes after I should have gone on stage <laughs> and I know this about myself that I'm enough of a perfectionist I will keep going and so I, I try to speak earlier on in a conference mm-hmm. so I can actually get back to work because for me I'm in maybe a unique position here and I'm a developer advocate so Traveling is my job. If, if there is such a thing as spouse points, and I'm alarmed to learn that this exists, then I am <laughs> I am infinitely bankrupt. I was going to ask points. about your spousal point balance. My spouse, I just lose any argument ever. Anytime my wife wants anything, she just can not have that thing because I'm not. I'm spent probably half. Have a I year mentioned how away. much I love being single? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard work. I imagine that's somewhat different for you, though, that in traveling is a large component of your job. So is that just kind of understood that you're going to be away from home a lot? How does that work for you? So I make a trade, obviously, and that when I'm home, I'm able to be much more present. I work remotely for Heroku. And honestly, when I'm home, I'm able to commute fewer hours because I commit so many when I'm on the road. Uh, when I'm out here working at a conference, I'm doing 16 hours a day. I mean, every day. Right, and I collapse for my eight hours of sleep. I try very hard to preserve it while I'm on the road because otherwise I wouldn't be able to function. But you know, I get up in the morning and I do some streaming, and then I do this podcast and another podcast and these things. And even when I'm going to a party, it's typically a party my company is sponsoring or some organization I'm involved with is sponsoring. It's always work yeah. for me, and it as most things, it has changed the nature of conferences for me, unfortunately, and that they're much less enjoyable experiences. You know, I loved going to conferences and just attending and meeting friends, and, and now I see these people who I love so much for two minutes at a time as I rush through the hallway from one appointment to the next. So it's changed a lot of things for me on the road, but then when I'm home, I'm very lucky in that I get to be present as a parent. It doesn't matter to the world or my company that I, I start work after they leave for school and then I knock off when they get home and then maybe I pick up a couple hours in the evening or not. Work gets done. You know, I think that like the expectations they they place on me while I'm traveling it's a fair trade for them either way. But I get to be very present as a parent, despite the fact that I have infinite spousal uh, point bankruptcy <laughs> and mostly fails when it comes to parenting, which we can talk more about later. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing that I've always sort of wondered about that particular route as part of a career is that right. on a conference, particularly the longer ones, okay, I'm just going to need an afternoon off. 
I'm going to take this session, I'm going to go up to my room, or I take this session and hang out with someone who I see only at these, you know, particularly for me, because, you know, I know quite a lot of uh, you lovely Americans. Um, so, like, <laughs> spending time with lovely Americans, the only opportunity I have is these conferences. So, like, I'll go and hang out and have a drink with someone during a session, or we'll sneak off from one of the other parties just so that, you know, we can have a proper chat. And, like, obviously that's something, if you are on... Even at the parties, you're on more so, you know, it's all sort of a work environment, so you've got to behave. Maybe not karaoke. (laughs) Uh, But, like, you have that thing where you're constantly on. Is that how it feels? It does, and it's exhausting. There's no downtime, really, for me Mm. when I'm on the road. But it's also very fulfilling. It's a very interesting thing because I I have this strange uh, facet to my personality, I guess, that is pretty extroverted, even though I am technically an introvert, according to my Myers-Briggs, just barely. But I am fed by these interactions with people. Going to a conference is really exciting and fulfilling for me, and it inspires me. And I come home from every conference still inspired to get out there and write code and recruit back to the community and continue building things, right? And now a large portion of that energy is eaten up by itself, you know? It's like <laughs> I have a situation where, like, I went to the conference, but 80% of RubyConf's energy was eaten by RubyConf. So less comes. But as a parent, I think that it can make me more effective when I am at home to have that energy again. You know, it is kind of refreshing for me to go away. I think that having a little bit of space for my family sometimes is actually mm-hmm. quite healthy mm-hmm. uh, for both of us, you know. <laughs> yes. I much more appreciate Had you thought about going away more? <laughs> right, yeah. We make the most of the time that we have together when I get back, so. I think there is a thing of like a absence makes the heart grow fonder Absolutely. here a little bit too. Or like the drudgery day to day. And then it's such a weird thing for me since becoming a parent where I feel like I'm I'm just like constantly torn between completely opposite emotions where like as soon as I'm like in the next room from my son, I'm just like, oh, I'm already starting to miss him again. And then I'm holding him and he's squirming in my lap. And I'm like, oh, God, I need some space. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's constantly back and forth. Whereas being away on for a while, I'm just like, I really miss him now. I'm really excited to go home. But it is also nice to not have anyone be touching me for oh, yes. <laughs> Just to have your body back a little bit. This is, I think, one of my Touch favorite parts out. of my work is just, just yeah. let the bruises go down more than anything. You know, it's a very strange thing, though. When your kids get older, you're like, I miss that they used to just right. like, <laughs> They don't want you to touch them really. Oh, yeah, yeah as no. Much. As a parent who literally spent a weekend with my face smushed up against my infant daughter, yeah. I'm excited to miss when she wants her face smushed up against yeah. mine. For 72 hours straight. They only want to cuddle when you are obviously very busy with something, <laughs> cooking something very dangerous and hot with splashing oil. Or sick oil. that yeah. you'll get then because they're just mini intense drone factories. Yeah. Yeah. Oh they man, that's the point. Last time I was away, I left right before, two times ago, I as we discover that my son had gotten hand, foot, mouth oh. from the playground. That's time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you around. I handled both the of my children. I handled both of my children with hand, foot, mouth a lot since my husband traveled. Earn points. Right? Deposited. I know. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I think we should actually be keeping like a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> so have folks, uh, when you travel, do you FaceTime or have folks here at this conference been FaceTiming with uh, children? I have tried, but yeah. the, time, I mean, the, the, the time difference is really bad. And yeah. also my spouse is really busy. And she's been unusually commuting. Like we normally both work from home, but she's been commuting to London and back. And so we've been, I'm like 
Is that like a granddad points thing? Like, so <laughs> my, my father-in-law oh, no, is grandparents like... grandparents are infinite. No, no, that's... Oh, they have infinite points. Completely out of the game, that, yeah. That, that's, that, that's good news because we, we have been spending them. <laughs> so that's excellent. In my, in my experience, grandparent points are either infinitely negative or infinitely positive. <laughs> it depends on your grandparents. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning. My, my daughter can text now. And at 8 o'clock this morning, East Coast time, she texts me 32 times. <laughs> Asking why I'm not answering. Well, it was 5 o'clock in the morning for me, number one. She's like, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. Finally, I wake up and I'm like, what's wrong with me? She's like, it's snowing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. I'll talk to you when I sleep like, some more. Heart attack. She's yeah. like, oh, it's so scary. She's like, she's like, what's wrong? I was like, well, Mommy was sleeping. <laughs> so this is a time zones. They're, the, they're just yeah. the enemy. Uh-huh. Mommy's also oh, still a little hungover. <laughs> you know, earlier on, like when I got into this, I had visions of grandeur around communicating with my family while I'm away. And during a given day, I find it hard to send three texts to my wife. If I'm perfectly honest, Agreed. just like even walking through a hallway at a conference like this, when I transition from this podcast back to the booth, which is maybe uh, 400 feet from here, <laughs> it'll take me 20, 25 minutes to walk those 400 feet. <laughs> Had you thought about being less popular? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the way. That's what I've done. So I just, but when you realize that this is your three minutes to chat with your yeah. friend, yeah, yeah, exactly, you came yeah. from Croatia, yeah. and I'm not likely to go to Croatia in the next year, right? Then you take those three minutes every time that you have the So it's hard, and my wife is very understanding about it. I'm not sure she actually believes me that I don't have to text. I'm not. I have time to text. I'm not sure I actually believe myself that I don't have time to text. I should be better about it than I am. But I tried early on to be playing like Minecraft on the internet with my kids to be doing the video calls and some conferences when I'm gone for an especially long time if I'm gone for a month at a time or, or five weeks then I will schedule bedtime for the kids so I can call in the hangout and be there yeah. on a video yeah. something I've struggled with the FaceTime thing as well and the problem with the FaceTime is time zones come into play as well so it either happens that you know my daughter's off to school or she wants to FaceTime and I'm out at dinner with colleagues mm-hmm. or I'm in the middle of a session it just never seems to line up so we settled upon doing text messages because they're a little more asynchronous mm-hmm. and then we also do a lot of I'll record a video message to her and then she can oh, and then nice. the nice thing about that is she can play it back a couple of times we'll do that with mm-hmm. audio messages too so we can play it back a couple of times and uh, we kind of like exchange video letters back and forth she also has a device now and she really enjoys that they're just for her that they're not like going through my husband so. that's horrible I like that idea so I found that I'm the opposite I like text him, how was last night? How was drop-off this morning? Is everything okay? Did you receive the milk that I shipped home yet? Did you like, follow the list on the door? Did everything they needed, right? And time zones are really hard. We also have a pretty intense hour, especially when you're solo with two young ones. There's like a really intense hour at the end of the day. We're basically between 6.15 and 7.15. My husband is picking up both kids, getting them both settled, feeding them both dinner, probably getting my toddler like 12 different meals, plus explaining why we don't have any random thing that he has requested to eat that will probably not be in the house. <laughs> we don't have scallops, darling. <laughs> I want them. He asked the other day for a yellow, what did he call it? 
He called it something completely different, and then he started describing it. And my husband was like, pineapple? Are you talking about pineapple? And he was like, yes, pineapple. We don't have pineapple, and you don't like pineapple. But he still, it was, like, not okay that it wasn't in the house because in case he, like, wanted it. Anyway, so, and then he has to, like, get both of them to bed, which involves giving my daughter a bottle, reading my son's stories. There's a lot to do within that one hour for one person. And so if I'm like, I'd love to see the kids. Can I FaceTime? He's yeah. like, yeah, no. Right. That's a bullshit request. I'm already here solo with our two young children. There's no way. So I like that video idea because I feel like that would be more like manageable for yes. him. That I could be like, if you could just play them this video so that they remember that I exist. Right. They, just want, really they should fantastic. know they have a father. Yeah. <laughs> and it fits into their schedule. It fits into my schedule so well. It's so I'm, I hate taking a phone call back to my daughter or my husband on the street outside of a restaurant yeah. and cars are going by it's like I really miss what? you and you can hear yeah. honking in the background it's clear okay my food's here I gotta go I think yeah. I don't like being on the phone that much anyway but my calls with my wife usually go like hey can you hear me okay mom Mom, mom, hey, can you hear me? Tavin, just a second. Mom, mom, can I have milk, please? I'm talking to your father. I haven't spoken to him in three and a half weeks. I just need five minutes, please. Mom, you know? So it's, it's yeah. a, the asynchronous video is brilliant, and it had never occurred to me, honestly. So so honestly, the reason this... Genius. Um, yeah, genius. So now I'm going to give you the, like, not genius, like, reason it came up. I was listening to a podcast about movies, and they were re-watching 2001 A Space Odyssey for, like, I think it's 50th anniversary or whatever. Whatever. And I remember in that movie, it took weeks to get back and forth. And I was like, what if when I travel, you pretend I'm en route to Jupiter and you can't get a hold of me and it's just really going to take a long time and there's a homicidal computer. <laughs> So we started doing it. It was great. There's a, there's a bit in Interstellar that you just made me think of that's going to break me if I think about it again. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey crying at a video is just really sad. It is. Yeah, it is. I feel like this is likely a feature of Alexa devices. I have one of these Alexas with the camera and the mm. screen. What do they call it? It's a show. A show, yeah. yeah. I have a show that the kids use all the time to chat with their friends over Minecraft. So they could probably use that just want to thank you for mentioning Alexa because now when I edit this, she's going to interrupt me 30 times like, I don't know that. I'm Alexa. sorry, I don't know <laughs> Alexa, set an alarm for 2 a.m. <laughs> for all of our listeners out there on speaker, you're welcome. I don't need one. So back to the sleep thing from earlier, I used to be like such a deep sleeper and you know, I could sleep anytime, anywhere. And my mom would just constantly be like, you don't understand like what a gift that is. Mm -hmm. And it turns out this is a gift that you can lose right now. I'm beginning it's to understand. Like, yeah, even when I'm away, my body is, has the internal alarm of, okay, it's 2 a.m. Has your baby been eaten by a bear yet? Yeah. No? Okay. Okay, go back. Check go for back bears. Yeah. Go back to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Or like, not. I find like I'm aging. But when I was younger, if I actually set out to sleep for 12 hours, that was a thing that I was I could achieve. Okay. And now, even if I stay up for several days in a row because of travel or whatever, right? Like sometimes you're going around the planet and it's 60 hours in a row. And then you get into bed and your body's like, well, it's been six and a half hours. I think it's time to get out of bed again. You should probably wake up and worry about that thing you did to that kid in second grade that was kind of mean, you know? Yeah. I was going to ask, you all have the experience when you're on a trip, you're getting by, you miss your family, but then you go back home. 
and I have lost all ability to parent whatsoever over the course of three days. My child's like, well, Daddy, I'm hungry. I'm like, what food? What, we feed you? Mm. You have to go to school? Don't you feed yourself now? <laughs> How old are you? Like, Four? Come on. Right. You're my daughter. I thought we'd meet for drinks after the conference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my family doesn't go for karaoke every night. Like, what is going on? I find the longer I'm gone, the re-entry into the parenting world mm-hmm. is rough. And then conversely, my spouse is like, I get in the door and he's cool. Here she's in bed. I'm out. Tag, you're it. My husband is done the second I walk in the door. He's like, tag, you're it. I'm off. I don't know what I'm doing, but I am not worrying about the children. My plan lanes. He wants an ETA. He's like, when are you getting home? When are you in the door? Cool. I'm planning to go out with a friend like 10 minutes after you get back. This this particular trip, I've managed to time... Well, because there aren't many flights from LA to the UK. So the particular timing of this flight means I am sadly missing... My wife's grandmother's 90th birthday, which is a four-hour return trip. And they will have to leave just before my plane lands. It's just very sad. So when I arrive home, I will be arriving home to an empty house. Well, with dog. But yeah. so I, actually, that's probably the most time I will have had off. Because the conference, like, I've, <laughs> right. been, I've, been, I've right. been busted. Yeah. And <laughs> talking and people. And I'll just go home to an empty house and, like, a dog who's pleased to see me. Yeah. And I, so I'm just like, well, basically, that, that's hashtag life winning, isn't it? I mean, that flight will not be early. No, it's, no, it's totally yeah. going to be late. You will yeah. cause an incident on the <laughs> runway just, just to delay that flight. Well, I also, I've sort of, like, re, rejiggered what I imagine as, like, off time. So I spoke at RubyConf from Malaysia a couple of weeks ago. And I was basically, like, flying for two days, there for three days, flying for two days. And everyone was like, oh, that's so awful. And I was like, not really. I got a seat. I got a TV. I don't have any people around me. Like, my... I'm not my, sleeping like, anyway. My self-care, right? Like, my self-care starts the second I walk onto that plane, and then I'll be in conference mode for a couple of days, and then self-care all the way home, that flight. That's a great way um, to Yeah, so I try not to, like, work the entire flight, because I know that the second that I walk in the door, I'm on. Right. So I try to, like, mentally shift back into things. I think the harder part for me is that I try to not do as much parent stuff when I'm away, and so I feel like my list builds up. I my parenting to do list. I'm like, okay, as soon as I get home, I need to like send some like ID numbers to my brother for like a ceremony that we need to go to for him. I need to send our like Hanukkah's really early this year. I need to send those like holiday gift lists out to like all the family. I know there's like five or six things that while I've been on this trip, I've been like, okay, I'm not doing this now, which means that I have to do it definitely as soon as I get home because it has to be done before and Thanksgiving's next week, and so. That's where it's so hard to like shut off that part of my brain. The travel uh, just builds up all of these other responsibilities when you come home. And if you are very busy when you're on the road at this conference and then you come walking the door and your to-do list is now quadrupled in size. And, and also you're, totally you're immediately taking over all responsibility for <laughs> yes. the children yes. and you're exhausted because you just got off an 11 hour flight. Yeah. You've got to unpack. It's just, it's hard coming yeah. home. That transition has been really hard for me too. In some cases I'm gone for long enough that you forget how to interact, how people interact in your yeah. family. It's almost just, it's kind of this like jarring emotional transition really, to be like, I'm home and I'm your father, and then your, your son runs <laughs> up and gives you a big hug and is like, I'm so excited you're here, uh, and then goes back to playing Minecraft or whatever he's <laughs> doing, or alternatively wants to spend a lot of time with you and you haven't slept in 60 hours. It's always a difficult transition, but you can't really prepare for what exactly it's gonna be like in a given moment. Things come up for the family, 
things change around the holidays, especially as you're talking about. And you just have to be able to kind of go with the flow and, and fit back in where you can, try and earn some of that, that spousal point debt back. You also have no idea what you're walking into. Right. Yes. Like, I will sometimes try to get a sense, like, in the car on the way back from Colin about sort of, like, what's going on. But he he definitely doesn't talk on the phone. He's not a big texter. So sometimes it's sort of like, okay, I know that I'm walking in at this time, and this is what usually happens at this time. However, all bets are off when you're solo parenting, so any number mm-hmm. of things could mm-hmm. be happening at that time. And so it's sort of, okay, I have to be prepared for everything. For a I revolution. Have found, right? <laughs> I have found that my daughter has to nurse. She could be in the middle of eating a meal, and she has to nurse within 10 minutes of me getting home. So that is just like the closeness, the whatever it is. Mm-hmm. She almost immediately starts sort of whining or complaining or whatever, like to nurse. And so I've at least learned to expect that, so that like within 10 minutes that will be happening. My son, who's <laughs> yeah. also excited, right? Cause then I'm like nursing her and trying to like, you know, my son also wants time immediately with mm-hmm. me. And so that's really tricky. So you're playing battleship with your right <laughs> hand and nursing with your left. What's so hard? Come on. <laughs> I've had to work really hard to create an amnesty zone when I get home because like conversely, like I complain, yes, I'm working. It wasn't a vacation. It's really hard. It's not as easy as you think. On the other hand, I get home and I've walked into everything from the apartment looks just the way I left it to did we lay out all of our clothes just over the floor for fun? (laughs) Did you have a dinner party? Oh, I love how you set fire to the kitchen, darling. (laughs) Look, it's all our belongings on display. (laughs) And just once I have made the fatal mistake of, what did you do while I was gone? that is clean and you say thank you for cleaning this spoon this is my favorite spoon you just burned all of your points all of them so now it's just I missed you I'm so glad you're safe yes yay we're home we have a sort of a a code it's just like have they been oh okay means everything's basically fine and there's been little shits (laughs) the person the one one of us who's been home is going out now it's it's subtle but I like it it's it's, it's all about the nuance as you re-enter the family I'm curious Mandy when you travel right because we're talking a lot about sort of partners oh, yeah. and how we deal with that re-entry of partners. <laughs> is it a more seamless transition? Is Well, the first thing I do when I go home is make sure all the cats are alive because, <laughs> because my daughter stays with the neighbor and they have a key to my house. So my house doesn't get dirty, like kitchen, like yeah. cooking wise. <laughs> so that'll be the way I left it. The hell knows what the cats have done, if they've been fighting, <laughs> if they've knocked over, if they've broken something. And when I get home, my daughter, she just, she wants to be with me, so she will, she's pretty clingy, and so I'll let her sleep with me for like a night or two, and then I'm like, okay, you need to go back to your bed now. But she does have that anxiety, but my neighbor, she's like a second mom to my child, and I really appreciate that, and sometimes I'm like, weird. I don't think it is. Well, it takes yeah, a, it takes a village, healthy. right? That's awesome, actually. Yeah. I think this is exactly is the thing, fantastic. is that in, in modern society, especially in the United States, it's very difficult to build those communities, yes. mm-hmm. right? And to have other people support you in that way mm-hmm. and be there for you, you're very, very fortunate to have yeah. this person. Okay, so, and now she's, well, Miss Joanne does this way and I'm like oh no you uh-huh. didn't okay. <laughs> well Miss Mommy <laughs> does it this way Miss Chavan is not better than me <laughs> and we yeah so we have a lot of really great neighbors in our neighborhood and they'll almost always one of us are out of town like invite us over for dinner 
or when my husband went out of town and both kids were sick, Devin had it first. I didn't want to be holding Layla while I was putting him to bed in case there was any way that I could keep them from getting it from one another. Did that so, work? No. <laughs> but I texted a neighbor. I was like, hey, can you come over for like 20 minutes to just hold the baby? And it was like her fussy time. So I was like, I'm really sorry. It's not going to be pleasant, but I just need someone to like hold the baby for 20 minutes while I get Devin like settled and take his temperature and figure out what's going on. But it is really nice. We probably have five or six people on our block that I could easily text in any sort of situation. And you know, I've mentioned, my husband knows this as well, that anytime either one of us are out of town, I feel like we do have a nice, especially in this day and age, like a pretty good local support system for like helping out, which is it's just amazing to like know that other folks like have your back. It's really great. I did get a call because Joanne has three of her own kids and Maisie has a program after school on Wednesdays. And I get a call from the school. Well, nobody's picked up Maisie yet. And I'm, oh, I'm in California. <laughs> so I call Miss Joanne and I'm like, did you forget to pick up Maisie? No, I'm on my way. I had to get Abby and Jake sick and blah, blah, blah. So I call back and then they call me back. Well, she's still not. I'm like, I'm trying. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, lady. Yeah. It's like you're the operator from like some yeah. like thriller. Like I've had the same situation where I'm on the phone and we're trying to coordinate the cars and I'm a thousand yeah. miles away. And then there's this like parenting at a distance thing. And then there's like so much more being on the phone that I don't enjoy. Yeah. The guidance counselor knows because, you know, she's had some tragic events happen the past couple of years. So she, her guidance counselors at school know I'm a single mom and I do traveling and I do this for work and they're very supportive. So they're That's like, good. it's fine. It's fine. If anything happens, like we can drive her to your grandmother's because my grandmother doesn't drive anymore. Mm -hmm. So I will take her to your grandmother's house if we can't get a hold of Miss Joanne. I was like, do I need to get on a jet? Like, <laughs> where can I get a jet? Somebody bring me a helicopter. <laughs> For listeners, we're not at Davos, okay? It's yeah. not that kind of conference. <laughs> it's very like Davos, but though. Yeah, <laughs> when I'm out, I'm free. Like, give me all the whiskey sours. Like, so, like, going home, it's like, I need to detox. <laughs> Everything just goes back to normal making dinner, doing the homework thing. and You almost end up living two lives when you're out it, here on the road and then the points where they cross over are very stressful. Mm. It's like being two different people. It's a lot of code switching. But it's, yeah, I get that part of me back because I got pregnant at 21. I Just didn't get that. Up all that and bad decisions and regret. And now it's like, okay, I get out yeah. <laughs> the bad decisions when you're older are so much better because you know, you know better, right? <laughs> I will say that I do really enjoy having dinner at a quiet place where I like just sit at a restaurant and someone like brings me a menu and then brings me a meal that I can eat oh. while it's hot. There is a distinct difference between the class of restaurant where you can take children and the one where you probably could yes. not. Also, I don't and have to cut up anyone savor. else's food, so that's good. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. Cutting up other people's food, that's not so good. Good. That's a good segue into I wanted to ask if anyone has travel-related self-care things that they do. For me, I will go treat myself to a treat I would never just randomly treat my daughter to. So for me, it's bubble tea. I went and got a bubble tea. <laughs> we were just walking down the street and my daughter was like, can we have bubble tea? I'd be like, no, we're having dinner later. You had a snack already. There's no way we're going to do this. But for some reason, when I'm traveling by myself just once, I get a bubble tea and it's all mine. <laughs> I occasionally manage a massage, and that is the only reason that I'm able to function sometimes for these extended periods of time. I also wanted to talk about the plane thing. Like, that is an incredible opportunity for some downtime because of my size. 
I am unable to program on airplanes or use laptops. I'm kind of fortunate in that, that it's time to like settle in. You get your pillow and your blanket situation ready and you got your snacks and your water. And I have tons of advice and all the travel equipment ideas you could ever need. <laughs> Come to me and I'll tell you how to make the most of your plane ride. But that's kind of my spot between that. And my it's place. funny, I was chatting to Sarah May because she often comes over yeah, she does the reverse flight to what I've done. Mm-hmm. You know, she flies from San Francisco to Brighton. And she's just like, yeah, that's when I watch movies. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I catch up on all the superhero movies on the way out and the way back. And then <laughs> yeah. I'm up to date. Yeah. Like, Once a year, she does it. <laughs> the movies my spouse doesn't want to see. I do room service. Oh, yes. Breakfast yes. Yes. in bed. Mm-hmm. That you didn't cook. <laughs> you can even use the Eggs door hanger. You don't even have to talk to someone. You can just sometimes write on a little door hanger mm-hmm. they leave you, and you just put it outside, and breakfast appears. It's magic. Yeah. I've been going to Blue Bottle. It's very exciting. Oh, fancy yeah. coffee. I'm, I'm all over it. The fanciest. I think. Yeah, it's pretty fancy. It comes yeah. in like a cup you can see through. It's insanity. <laughs> I feel like a Blue Bottle would have been more appropriate. <laughs> I know. They just haven't thought it through. Have they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did actually book a massage for myself oh, this afternoon. Very nice. I looked it up on Yelp and found this place that's a little farther away but all the reviews are like if you want to get a massage slash get yelled at for your poor posture by an 85 year old Japanese woman as she walks all over your back this is a place for me sign me up sign me up all over this here. sounds very good oh, is there a line no yeah. <laughs> you can get me in right now amazing I also got a tattoo Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this does not sound like something I would like to do. Level, yeah. <laughs> I just, well, I mean, I don't really, you don't usually take your kid to tattoo parlors, <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I got a tattoo, so. Okay, that's but my, that's that's not my normal. Like, I, every time I go away, I don't like go get a tattoo. <laughs> I was going to ask where they're all hiding. <laughs> I understand that there is some discussion of our moments of genius as parents. Yes. Or our moments of failure. I would like to take a good 30 minutes just for my own, but I'll let you all start. So I have a failure that I'm trying to turn into a genius, but it's a failure. So we've talked before about getting frustrated with young children, losing tempers. I feel like I do a pretty good job at managing my temper and not yelling at especially Devin, but I am not a morning person and it is really hard when I am getting both kids out of the house in the morning and so I do sometimes lose my patience and yell at him. So he he drew a picture for me the other day at preschool and he took it out of his cubby <laughs> and he said, here mommy, this picture is for you so you do not scream as much. <laughs> and I was... Oh, I really hope that's not what he told his preschool teachers. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I really don't scream that much. So my attempt to turn this into a genius, which hopefully I will report back in future episodes, is that there is actually a local parent education organization by me that runs classes that I've heard really great things about. And they have specifically an anger management for parents of small children class oh my God. that I am taking this weekend after the conference. So I'm really interested to see what tools they give me and what sort of things they provide and share and if it helps or if it's just whatever. So I'm hoping to turn into a genius but yes, a picture so that mommy does not scream as much. <laughs> you know, A fail. I used to be very critical of parents' behavior before I had children of my own. I would see in the supermarket, right, some parent yelling at their child and I was like, that poor kid and I have never felt that way since. <laughs> I'm like, I know what you did, you little monster. You've tormented this poor woman for 16 hours now and you 
you've broken her, this is what you get. <laughs> uh, I mean, actually, that's the thing about the plane travel, right? You get on a plane, and there's often, there's often children, and then you can do that face that you do when you don't have your children with you, which is you walk past and go, oh, yeah, it's all right. I know. I've got one. It's fine. Right, it's fine. Noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> Earplugs <laughs> underneath. <laughs> straight into the movie. So, yeah, so the, the beautific smugness of the parent without their children yes. is... Uh, so I'm going to call that my genius. <laughs> there is something about that where you walk by and you're like, oh, this one is not my problem to solve. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things, okay. my fail for the week is not even parenting related. It's just that I don't know how to not parent. So I know Allison has spoken on previous episodes about making sure that you download all the things to your devices before you get on the plane. I did not do that. (laughs) So I spent a five-hour flight... With nothing to do. Oh, no. <laughs> Sky Mall? Do you know Sky Mall? And I was flying Spirit, so... Oh, <laughs> you have a bowl of water and a chain. Like. So I was just... You were like, lucky to have a chain. <laughs> I, I guess the cloud is a thing. It's a, it's a thing that I don't even understand, and I'm in tech. So, like, all of a sudden, we're ascending, we're ascending, and I'm listening to my music, and then all of a sudden, it just goes away, and I'm like, what happened? What happened? And now it's gone forever. There's five hours of lonesome. The people used to use this time to think and tell stories and meet their neighbors, but you can't just oh talk. God. You didn't. You didn't do that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I God. That was close. <laughs> I, sl- I ended up sleeping. Around. I was just like, okay, just go to sleep. So our fail was last week. I thought it was a genius. Um, Evelyn got invited to a Halloween party. And trick-or-treating was Wednesday in our community on Halloween day. And the party was right after school. And it was at a friend of her's house. So she took the bus from school to her friend's house, had a party there till 8. They went trick-or-treating. I found out there was a trampoline at the party, and it's fine, whatever, she's bouncing up and down, it's great. Like a day or two later, she's complaining that her ankle hurts, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, like maybe you're just having growing pains or whatever, you're trying to get out of school, whatever. I wasn't like, (laughs) it was not a really great empathy moment, I admit that. (laughs) The next day, she was still complaining about it, So, and she was really, really complaining about it, so my spouse took her to urgent care. She has a sprained ankle. She has to have a brace on. She missed a basketball tournament. Mm. I'm glad she's okay, but I felt incredibly guilty for not, I don't want to say believing her, but not giving enough weight to her complaints and letting her, you know, trusting that she knows her body, that something is wrong. I just like dismissed it right away. So that was a huge fail. I mean, it's hard as a parent, so just based on the sheer volume yes. of complaints mm-hmm. that You're she like, receives. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's primarily complaints. And, and, and I, I sympathize with her too, because like a lot of these complaints Complaints come in the five minutes before we're leaving for school. So I'm like, is this a real complaint or did Netflix just drop a new cartoon series and you want to binge it? This is most of our stomachache headache. <laughs> right, right. Five minutes before we go out yes. the door. Yeah. They clear up really fast afterwards too. But the yeah. specifics you're looking for is the issue. I uh, fell off a rope as a nine-year-old. We were on holiday. We had four children across the back of a car. Certain. And her and a few, you know, I know it's like, we're in some garden center, like you go and buy plants, there's like a crappy 80s playground and then I, so I fell off this rope Draw and I was like and I, I was just like I was in bits and my mom said you're just showing off <laughs> <laughs> so what we did is there were four of us across, four of the kids across the back of the car between like nine and six and then she said well okay you can sit in the front and we'll just we'll drive to the hospital then if you're gonna make such a fuss <laughs> I'd broken my leg in two places. I was, <laughs> I was in plaster for three months. Oh my god! 
God. I can still make her look embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this story. Well, my, my dad walking off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was my mother's parenting fail. So, uh, there you go. Uh, my recent fail was my husband was like prepping dinner for the day. So, I took my son out and we were, he, he just started learning to walk. Like, it's a little more steady now. So, we just like were toddling around outside our apartment building. And after we got back, my husband was just like, oh, his cheeks are really red, like, especially on this one side. I'm like, oh, it's cold out. Sure, I'm like, it's cold. It's windburn or something, maybe. It got developed more, so it was just like one side of his face and not evenly on both sides. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's kind of weird. And he looked up, and there's some kind of red cheek virus or mm-hmm. something. That yeah. Something that, like, yeah. Roseola. Yeah. Roseola. Yeah. I can yeah. tell you all of the oh, random-ass viruses that kids get <laughs> under the age of five because, yeah. yes, yeah. Fifths, roseola, yeah, yeah. uh, hemp of mouth. Yeah. So like... you're a bit of a collector. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think she prefers connoisseur. <laughs> I like my children to explore the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so plot twist. As we looked at it more, I, I had forgotten that while I was watching my son climb up and down the concrete steps outside the apartment building, he did slip briefly. I didn't quite catch him, and he scraped his cheek against the floor. So not only did, oh, right, he slightly hurt himself, and I sort of just forgot about it. <laughs> but also, I put my spouse through like, Googling random yes. symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I've forgotten. I always, when something is wrong with the children, I'll check with my primary care physician, Google. Yes. <laughs> my actual doctor is usually upset by that first diagnosis. <laughs> they're never pleased that you look to Web- WebMD beforehand. No. I have the printouts, and they're not impressed at all. <laughs> I walk in, and I explain that it's cool, I've already researched on the internet and I know all of exactly what right. it is. I just, yeah. need, I just need the medicine. Right. And I can just explain their bones are rotting from the inside. That's I mean, why. half the time there isn't medicine. By the time anything shows up, you're already over it. So you're like, sorry, I sent my kid to school with Roseola. There was literally no way to find out until he was already not contagious. Which my is bad. another good reason to wait at least a day for the ankle pain to subside. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You know, it's, there are very few things that go from ankle hurts to death in 24 hours. Yeah, you can wait. A little suffering is good for them. Literally, Speaking of suffering, (laughs) I have inflicted rather a lot of suffering on my children over the last year because my fail is that I received a waffle maker for Christmas last year. Someone's got to have a genius this time. I made a couple waffles for my kids the next day and immediately decided that I was the robot in this scenario and I didn't like being the robot, so I would build a proper robot to manipulate my waffle maker. And it only took me a year and a couple of gallons of tears, many hundreds of hours, and now I have a robot that can ostensibly make a waffle, but it's not yet succeeded in doing so. (laughs) The other day, my son, uh, as I'm sitting there in the kitchen trying to demonstrate for him the waffle working, looks up and he goes, remember when we could just make waffles? (laughs) (laughs) And that's my fail. I've now spent a year and a lot of time and resources making a robot that doesn't work, and my son still does not have a waffle. Yeah, but you do have quite a good conference talk. Have you you explained this to him? Because this is very important stuff. I'll make sure I bring that up to my eight-year-old son. It's kind of like the Internet of Things industry just in your home. And you know, he's actually fascinated because, as I mentioned, he does play Minecraft. They both do. And they were very into the redstone circuitry and things. Mm -hmm. And so being able to explain to them how this transistor is exactly that component they already know from their video game has been educational. So I would hope that it is also genius to be building robots in your home. We'll take it. We'll take that. One genius out of six. We're winning. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you have one? 
I you fail your mom's fail. I give my oh, mom's we, fail. We, no, so it's fine. We skipped your fail. Go ahead and skip it. God, it's just so, mon- so many. <laughs> no, uh, give us a genius, Andy. A genius. I do have a genius to bring us up. Okay, genius. We were on a holiday a couple of weeks ago. We were in Airbnb and we had a pool. And my daughter spent two days on the steps despite having had a, literally a year and a half swimming lessons. And I've seen her do it, and she can flip and swim. <laughs> she spent two days on the steps, then moved down to the next step, then the next step. And then by the end of the week, she's swimming deeper under the pool than my wife can swim to pick stuff up from the bottom of the pool that I'm throwing there. So I'm just like, I have fish for children. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> awesome. Well done. I was so excited when they could survive in the water. Alone. Yeah. Uh, we live by the sea, so also swimming is useful in my, in my yeah. life. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we loved having you. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Parent Driven Development Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions you'd like us to chat about on air, you can email us at panel at parentdrivendevelopment.com. You can find us on Twitter at parentdrivendevelopment. And if you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash parentdrivendev. And rate us on iTunes. It really does help. Thanks so much for listening.